Professionalism involves being reliable, setting your own high standards, and showing that you care about every aspect of your job. It's about being industrious and organized and holding yourself accountable for your thoughts, words, and actions. It's important that the topic of professionalism becomes a piece of your ongoing development as a yoga teacher. Interestingly, it's a topic that just might not be getting a lot of attention within the curriculum of many yoga teacher trainings. Welcome to the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast, the podcast for yoga teachers to learn tips, techniques, and teaching approaches in order to build confidence and success teaching yoga. I am your host, Sandy Raper, and on this podcast, I am going to share with you my strategies and approach to teaching, along with stories from many teaching experiences that have supported me within a thriving teaching career for over two decades. Before we get further into today's episode, I want to welcome you to the podcast if you're a new listener. And if you've been listening for a while now, well then welcome back and thank you. Thank you all for your loyal commitment to returning and being a faithful listener. Want to know how you can support the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast further? Well, it's really quite easy. Click the follow button and make the podcast easy for you to access. And when you follow, it becomes easier for new listeners to get connected within our global audience. Isn't it just cool to know that when you're listening, you are connecting with others around the globe? Talk about a small world. I just love that the thread of connecting reaches out and spans the globe through the conversations and topics that are being shared on the Beyond Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. Let's get back to professionalism. If you've ever wondered how I come up with the topics that I speak to and share about, well, It's really a quite natural and intuitive process. I speak to that which I am either encountering personally or that which has been brought to my attention through the various conversations or interactions that I'm having. It's funny, I have a really close friend and fellow yoga teacher who we have wonderful conversations on a regular basis and we laugh and share that many of the topics that we are discussing would make a good podcast episode. So many of the episodes have naturally transpired from those conversations and those interactions. It really makes it relevant and easier for me to speak to and share. Well, today's episode is no different, and the topic of professionalism is one that has shown up recently and moved into the foreground of my awareness and attention, and I felt like it's one that I should speak to and hopefully provide some insight into what will support you if you're listening and you're a yoga teacher, and really, like much of what I share, apply this with any avenue of your life 
or career path that you might be walking on. It's often been hard to consider for me or even term my role as a yoga teacher into a category that would designate teaching as my profession or career. For me, my desire and ongoing pursuit is driven by service and connection within a vocation that for me surpasses the relationship that most people talk about that they have with their day-to-day job or career. Seeking to develop the skill of professionalism as a yoga teacher is worth putting on your growth and refinement plan and your planning that you have for your growth in your teaching skill set. It falls under that relational aspect of teaching, and you can't solely rely on your technical skill set as a yoga teacher. You must develop the relational aspect as well. If you truly desire to find longevity in the work and vocation of service teaching yoga. And I'll add here too that when you are no longer acting in accordance or adhering to the ideals and mission of the business or contracted organization that hired you or contracted you to provide that service to teach a yoga class, then you may find yourself no longer able to fulfill the service or services may no longer be needed by that business. Is the business aspect of teaching, and it will serve you greatly to know what is required and needed for you to be able to maintain professionalism along the way. Let's now explore those eight key areas and their relatively basic tips that I want to share with you to keep your professionalism on point. First, know your audience. I talk about this a lot in the teacher trainings that I lead. It's an important aspect of your development, of your understanding of your role as a teacher and how you presence yourself as a teacher. Get clear on why you desire to teach, but at the same time, develop your understanding of who you will actually be teaching. This aspect will support you greatly in your ability to not only have a solid, structured sequencing plan to teach from, but the cultivation of the balance of spontaneity that is also required to be able to meet the needs of those that actually come to your classes and access the guidance needed as you see the people in real time in the practice beyond just seeing a collection of poses. This is that aspect of making people comfortable and meeting people where they are. Next, never stop learning. You're never too old to learn or too experienced to learn more. There is no arrival point when it comes to the lessons that can be learned from every situation, every life circumstance and experience that we have. Even the ones that seem less than ideal have something valuable to teach us. I've come to realize that it's much more beneficial for me to seek the teaching out of a situation rather than allowing the situation to frustrate or torment me and make me a victim. 
We have a choice, a choice as to how we respond. And I believe an appropriate response can be found when we shift our perspective to see through the lens of learning. This becomes applied wisdom and it contributes greatly to our growth and development in whatever we are pursuing in life and especially as we teach the practice of yoga. Number three, spend a significant amount of time cultivating and maintaining authenticity. This sounds easy, yet I've found and witnessed it to be a challenge. And why is this? Well, social media doesn't help in comparison and competition. It creeps its way in and the ego again distracts us to start to have us believe that we're something or we need to seek something outside of ourselves. We seek validation from others. And when I think about teaching and authenticity, I think there is a lot of work for us yoga teachers to do to consider greatly how we are showing up for the classes we lead. Could we be showing up in the space seeking validation or even praise from students? Are we seeking to be placed on a pedestal, even as if being the teacher gives us some kind of permission in our being to presence ourselves that way? This is really a check yourself point <laughs> to consider. And in the simplicity of it, it's an area to evaluate often and to keep yourself on track. This is where I've witnessed diminished professionalism. I've seen it played out more than once and recently even when we check in with the authenticity of who we are as a teacher, as a vessel that is pouring into others, then it's important to see if we've fallen into imposter syndrome, if we're looking at outside of ourselves for that validation, and possibly there's become a big crack in our vessel. If left unattended or mended, this crack will diminish our capacity to allow the teachings of yoga to pass through us and for students to experience all that the practice has to offer to them. That isn't about us. It isn't about us puffing ourselves up or acting out of the authenticity of who we are doing so. Number four, desire to contribute to the well-being of society. Another easy one, it sounds like, right? Yet why is it on this list? Well, because sometimes our humanity takes over again. The pesky ego shows up. It gets threatened and out of fear, we begin to act again. And it's anything but authenticity that shows up. And our why becomes muddied. We then step into the yoga classroom. We put on a costume, the yoga teacher costume, and we step up onto that pedestal again. And we begin to teach from a place where we think the practice is about us, as if the teachings are coming from us rather than through us. And we think that the students are 
hours, that the classes we teach are hours, <laughs> when this couldn't be farther from the truth of the experience. I've witnessed this and what has happened is that we have created an attachment to the role of being a yoga teacher. We've possibly even taught students to attach themselves to us. This shows up when the teaching position that I mentioned earlier that we take on, the, the one where you are either an employee or an independent contractor, and you no longer align under the umbrella of service supporting that company or business whom you contracted to provide a service for. And when this happens, most often this will result in a parting of ways, <laughs> a non-renewing of your contract. And I've seen teachers leaving in this position, scratching their heads, or worse even, lighting some fires as they leave to the relationships that they once had in the place where they were teaching. It's unfortunate but it's realistic. It happens and it's anything but professional. I want to encourage you that if you find yourself in this situation, that you take a moment to step back, be accountable, and seek out appropriate avenues of communication with the leadership of the business to gain clarity from the situation and understanding as to the particulars around what led to or culminated in your non-renewal of a contract or your release from a teaching position. This is effective communication and this is professional. Anything else communicates a discord and an incongruent message towards what I would hope that we are seeking in our way of being, a state of being that seeks those appropriate responses to life situations rather than reactive behavior. We are accountable for our actions, our reactions, and rather than becoming defensive or seeking retaliation even by diminishing the well-being of a business, of a community in which you were a part of the teaching staff, consider how you can act and carry yourself in the poise of professionalism. I also want to note here that there's a big wake-up call sometimes in this kind of situation. We wake up to find that when we no longer teach in a particular place or studio and we part ways due to whatever that reasoning was, and hopefully you are communicating and getting clarity on the reasoning, the students are not ours. And although somewhere in us, the ego wants to protect us and think that the students will leave if we do. This is usually not the case, or it isn't the case for an extended period of time. If you have been clear in your message and teaching and haven't made teaching about you, then parting ways at one particular business, studio, gym, wherever it may be, it might be a hard transition, especially if the terms you left upon were not as ideal as you would have liked. 
The attachments that have been created are often revealed in these types of situations. Rather than hoping that students have attached to you and that they leave the space in which you have decided to leave, it will be better to have directed students to the creation of their own personal practice experience rather than one that was dependent upon you. This might sting because the ego wants to feel stroked and comforted that it has a following and that whatever happens, others, and in this case, students, will leave and follow you wherever you go. This is often not the case. And I'd say it's a good lesson to learn in letting go and that in the end, it's not about you. And I'd say it's a good lesson to learn in letting go and that in the end, it's not about you. If you were attaching students to yourself, then you really were doing a disservice rather than serving and contributing to the well-being of that community. Fifth, do not fear money. As I've mentioned at the beginning, it's been hard for me to think of my teaching as a career or a profession that allows me to generate an income. Teaching yoga is something I would do regardless of whether I'm being paid, an act of SIVA, yet my entire teaching path would be out of balance if every time I taught a yoga class, it were done so without an exchange, without a financial exchange even. Certainly, I seek the areas in my teaching path where I can give of my resources to provide the teachings of yoga without payment, but there is also balance in being able to contribute towards my family and towards my family's expenses that have include college tuition, braces, retirement savings, and other aspects that support that balanced exchange of the energy, the time, the resources that I have poured into my education and deeper understanding of the practice so that I might then be able to share and equip others. Money is not to be feared. It's the relationship that we begin to have with money that should be evaluated. And just like all other relationships, we want to approach it with clarity, balance, and integrity as to the meaning that it carries for us. Six, diversify your income streams. The best way for a yoga teacher to support themselves in this vocation of service is by seeking ways to generate various income streams. And especially if you are seeking to teach full time and do so in a way that provides you the income you need to support your daily living expenses. There are just only so many hours in the day and class times that you can plug into at various locations to teach. And because of this limitation, you'll find yourself running yourself crazy all over town, trying to link up as many drop-in classes together to attempt to make an income doing so. 
And certainly new yoga teachers need to spend a substantial amount of time getting this teaching experience. While you do this, though, you may need to have another job or source of ongoing revenue that will support you as you develop your real-time teaching experience. Once you've spent a couple of years teaching, then it's time to expand your teaching to include private sessions, workshops, or even expanded opportunities for students to learn from you. You can then discover other various streams that diversify your teaching offerings, which could be retreats, trainings, and so much more. There's so many creative outlets out there for you to tap into your passion for sharing the practice of yoga and be compensated for it at the same time. Seven, understand the power of collaboration. Not only does collaboration support your development professionally, but it also will help to lessen your risk of falling into the trap of comparison and competition with other teachers. Yoga teachers are not immune to the imposter syndrome or competition with each other. This is yet another red flag, and if you find yourself falling into this trap, then it's time to evaluate again what is driving your teaching path. You have most likely lost sight of your true purpose and intention for teaching, the purity and authenticity of your why. Collaboration with other teachers or even other service providers or agencies in your community will support the bigger picture of the work of the yoga practice and it will diminish some idea that we are in competition with each other. Lastly, number eight, model a code of ethics. The key word here is model. I'm hoping that at a minimum, you discussed in your yoga teacher training, a yoga teacher's code of ethics. Here's the thing, as with anything really, it's one thing to intellectualize or know something, but the impact truly comes in the application. It's where wisdom emerges. When we put the knowledge into action, and in this case, we model and exemplify ethics in our behavior, in our speech, and everything we do, our interactions within the actions and interactions that we have with each other, then we really model professionalism and that code of ethics. As I wrap up today's episode, I want to share with you a great way that you can develop and grow in your professionalism as a yoga teacher, and it's through mentorship. Mentorship is a wonderful relationship to develop and call upon in your teaching career. A trusted mentor will support you through the various stages of teaching, and I am excited, I'm passionate, and honored to provide this type of support for yoga teachers. Mentorship has been and continues to be an ongoing piece, a vital piece for my continued growth and longevity teaching yoga. 
I have spent some time recently reevaluating and organizing some new ways that I can offer yoga teachers support through mentorship. You'll find a link in the show notes to the various plans that I am offering, including a free 25-minute discovery call where we can meet and we can discuss further a customized and specific growth strategy and my mentorship program and how it can support you in your development plan and planning as a yoga teacher. So after the episode, I hope you take a moment and check it out. As a yoga teacher, your refinement and development is an ongoing pursuit and requires a plan that must be continually evaluated because you know what? Plans change. (laughs) And in the next episode, I am going to expand on the concept of having a plan and intentionally planning because there is a difference. I want to encourage you to spend some time after this episode and consider How are you planning for your development and growth as a yoga teacher? If you are aspiring to teach, then how are you planning now to take the actions towards actually taking a yoga teacher training? Having a plan may sound like the solution, but if you aren't putting an intentional action behind and towards what you actually need to be doing to make the plan manifest, then you'll find yourself in the same place you're in today without any progress made for actually implementing the plan. You see, sometimes we set the plan and then we stop. So the continual planning needs to be a part of the process. All right, that's all I have for today. I'll look forward to meeting with you in the next episode. Until we meet again, thank you. Thank you for joining me today, and I wish you well along life's journey. And I'll look forward to spending time with you in the next episode.